There we go. Good morning, everybody. Uh, we hope everybody's having a great, a great uh, morning. It's uh, on the East Coast or wherever you're at in the world. A little later in the morning, we're just getting our start. So you can see in the background, I've got some hand. Matter of fact, come on, come on. You guys got to jump behind me real quick. Say hi. Come on, come on. So we've got a training class in, and so uh, say hi to everybody. So come on, get over here, Chris. You're part of it. We got an intern here. He's being shy. And yeah. so uh, you can see the shop is um, a little bit. I'm going to reach up here and just clear something real quick. Uh, you can see the shop's a little uh, crazy this morning, but you guys want to introduce yourselves real quick? Say where you're from. We'll start right here and work our way back. Steve, Idaho, Boise. There you go. Marcella, South Carolina. New York, Fresno, California. Luis, uh, Paso Robles, California. And Chris Williams, I can South Carolina. There you go. All right. Sit down. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, so, hey, we're going to go through. We're going to have some fun this morning now. We got a friend of mine, somebody that uh, business associate, but I'd rather, much rather call him a friend. I don't know, uh, uh, yeah, Shane, you okay with me calling you a friend? Yeah, oh, totally. There we go. Okay, buddy. So I, 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 I'm going to brag about this guy. Um, not that he won't brag about himself, but I'm going to brag about him more because he's a he's a self-assured, uh, non-cocky uh, entrepreneur, uh, but he likes to help others more than he likes to help himself. Um, but he's got an amazing story and it's been, it's been really cool to watch this young man, uh, progress, uh, through the years that I've known him. Uh, when he came to us, he was already a successful business person. He was running a really great business, but what he's done with this since then and what he's done for other people is pretty incredible. Now, two weeks ago, he was right here. Uh, we were training and, uh, he was a, he was a, uh, our intern mentor and, uh, he did an outstanding job and, uh, made an impact uh, in some deposits in my life while we was here. And, uh, I always enjoy that, you know, when people can come in and already this week, we're only day three, starting day three. And I've learned from this group. So the message with that is, is that you're, you're never too wise, uh, never too smart, never too know it all to take something from other people because man, I mean, every group that comes through, but so, um, you know, that's my little introduction to Shane. So, Shane, go ahead and introduce yourself, and then we'll run into this thing. And this, let me tell you before you get started, guys, get a pen and paper. Uh, this this guy's going to lay down a couple things this morning. You're going to take something away this morning if you're smart. And uh, I'm going to probe him in a couple areas if he doesn't go into it that, you know, him and I think a lot alike like this, but some life changes and everything else. So, uh, buddy, welcome, man. It's always good to see you. Hey, it's good to see you guys as well. Uh, so I'm Shane Mayfield. Uh, I'm out of Redmond, Oregon. I own and operate Perfection Plus Auto Detailing here. Uh, we do everything from, you know, your standard detailing interiors and exteriors to ceramic coatings, paint protection film, window tinnings, uh, any co anything cosmetically you can think of with a vehicle I'm pretty much into. Uh, I've been in this industry pretty much my entire life. I've been doing this for over 20 years. Uh, I have been self-sustained business for over 10 of those years. And uh, I've been with Renny and the Detail Mafia group now for about four and a half years or so. Um, one of the best, best things I've ever done is train with these guys. Uh, the new guys out there, you're going to love this whole thing. I know you're only in day three, but by, I'm sure already you guys have bonded and, made, and, you know, and come together. Uh, by the end of this thing, you're going to have a whole new family and a whole new asset to your life, not just your business. Yeah, that's awesome. It, uh, so, so how long have you been self-reliant? When was your first jump in? 20 years ago? Uh, not 20 years ago. So I went to work, uh, in the Bay area in California, uh, for another shop, uh, worked there and some other body shops and, and things like that for years, uh, about 10 years ago, 
uh, I decided to become self-employed um, and, and do it on my own. Um, and so I've been self-reliant for about, I'd say 11 years now or so. Wow. That's, that's any regrets? None, not, not one whatsoever. I mean, I have the, yeah, like everybody else, you know, whether you got a job or you're self-employed or whatever, you still have those bad days. But at the end of the day, best thing I ever did was, was become self-reliant and depend on me. You know, I love it. I love it. And then, um, how has business changed? So go back 11 years ago, oh, go back 11 years ago to, to give us the progression, not just from back then, but go through your chapters. How, and I love to ask this question, how, a lot of people, you know, if when, when we go to high school or we go to college, we call it, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. Yeah. How long looking back now was your freshman year? Oh, shoot. I would say the first five years of, of the 10 I've been in business was just constantly um, learning, progressing, making mistakes and evolving. Um, I mean, I, I, when I got into business, I, you know, I had this mentality of, man, you're, you're a badass detailer. You're really good at what you do. So, you know, you can make a living doing it. Right. And that's not even close to what it takes to run a business and become a successful business owner. That's just 10, you know, I would say it's probably 10% of the total of what it becomes to be a true business owner. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the technician side of this, what people don't understand or what they don't realize initially. And I, and I did this too, was in the beginning, you're, you're this great detailer and you're this great technician, but there's so much more to business. There's the employee part of it. There's the business strategy part of it. There's the business planning, there's the marketing, there's the financial side. Uh, there's, there's so much other avenues to it that you have to figure out as quickly as possible. And the longer that you don't figure those out or, or the more you procrastinate on those, the longer it's going to take you to become successful. That's great points, man. So how, uh, so what, if you had to go back to day one, the business strategy. Ch change them some things up, what, what would you change? What would you go back and, and adjust? So I would have focused more on the business side right away. Honestly, I, I had the detailing side down and I focused so much on making sure every single car was to its absolute peak, whether I was getting paid for it or not, that I neglected the business side of it just to please the customers. And I'm, and by, I guess what I'm saying by that is I'm not saying to half-ass your cars and just get them in and out of there. What I am saying is make sure that you set clear expectations with your customers and understand what you're, what you're getting paid to do. And secondly, and most importantly is figure out the business side of detailing as quickly as you can, even before, like I would tell you, if you're thinking about getting into a detailing business or any business for that matter, learn the business side first, learn the basics of business first before you even decide um, because you might come to find out that, business isn't for you uh, because a lot of people get into this and they realize how much work actually goes into being a business owner and they can't do it or they they can't afford to sub all the stuff out to people, you know, and um, that's something that I had to learn the hard way. And that, and I, by the hard way, I mean, putting in, you know, 16, 18 hour days uh, and, and 10 of those days are physically working on a car. The other six are, are mentally working out the business, the game plan, the marketing, uh, the financial side, all that stuff comes into play. And I did that for a long time, you know, Right. So, you know, it, it's, it's amazing because I ask a lot of entrepreneurs this and they don't have the answer. They have no idea. Um, first off, do you have a, do you have a written out business plan? Yes, absolutely. Every single year I, I update it constantly. Um, it evolves as the year goes on. It's a, it's what we call a living document. So it, so it constantly changes. Um, I might start out the year with, 
you know, these three set goals. And by the end of the year, I've already, I've already attained those goals six months in. So I'm setting new goals for the rest of that year, or um, I'm still trying, I'm still itemizing the, the, the original goals that I've set and trying to break those into sections of monthly goals so that at the end of the year, I get the big picture. Let's talk about burn rate. A lot of people don't understand that. Uh, It's a concept that, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's funny because going through and getting, and getting, uh, get my official degree, you know, piece of paper degree. Yeah. And, and then versus all the street degrees, you know, uh, I recently was talking to somebody and they're talking about education and they said, well, you know, are you uh, educated? And I said, yeah, I've got a bachelor's, I got a master's, I got a PhD and I got a doctorate. And they said, really? And I said, yeah. And they said, where's, where'd you get your education at? So I told them where I received my bachelor's, where I received my master's. And then I said, the last two, my doctorate and uh, um, is a is street degrees. Yeah. Those are the most valuable ones I earned on the street. It's funny because even in, in you know, we talk in big language when you're, when you're receiving your degree, you're, let's say you go and get a, a bachelor's in business. But let's talk about your, your, your burn rate. Okay. So do you know exactly what your burn rate is? That it, it, what, what, yeah. So, so let me, I'll explain to everybody what your burn rate is or what we call a run rate. So that's the daily amount of money you need to make before you're profitable. So that means your employees, your overhead, your uh, in, anything that goes on with your business, your electrical, your water, all that kind of stuff, right? So I know at my business, I need to make $781.16 per day to be profitable, or that's just to break even. Everything after that is profit, right? Right. How you determine that is by breaking everything down into daily uh, budget, right? So if your monthly electric bill is a hundred bucks, break it down times the number of days that you're open at your shops. So times 20, you're divided by 20 days, right? Uh, right. your products, um, things like that. You can't get an exact number on, but you can get in a good ballpark. You know, uh, just if you buy, buy five gallons, take that number of like, let's say if you buy a bead maker, buy a five gallon drum, let's say it's 120 bucks that you pay for it. Right. Take that number, break it down by the number of days that you're open. Uh, your employees, that's, that's pretty straightforward. Just take the amount of labor that you're putting out or that you're paying out and put divide or take that and, uh, break it, break it down by the day. That's how you determine your run rate. And this is a very key thing to know because that's the minimum that you have to make. So you know whether you're making money or losing money for that each individual day. And if you break it down that simply at the end of the month, you'll, you'll know right away. Like I can feel when my business is really profiting and I can feel when it's just there, you know, like I I just know I've been doing it for so long and I know my run rate so well, and I know my scheduling so well that I just understand it you know, and, and I, and I'm a big numbers guy and I've become that way over the last five or six years. The numbers to me are more, are probably the most important aspect of my business is knowing those numbers, because when you know those numbers, you can make projections. And when you can make projections, you can prepare for the storm before it happens. You know, like I know in wintertime here, we get a lot of snow. So right now I'm kind of peaking my business out, building up for winter so that I'm, it's kind of like a squirrel saving up his nuts for the wintertime, right? I'm putting all this money away so that I know if we have a horrible winter, no matter what, I could take three months off, close, close my shop doors and reopen in the spring. And I'm good to go. Just like today. There, there is no difference, you know? Speaking of that, have you had success in building up your wintertime business? You stay uh, pretty consistent. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, a lot of it is, is our reputation. Um, I have a really, really good reputation. I'm very blessed here uh, to have the reputation I have. Um, and then the other side of it is figuring out, you know, uh, what people want to do in the wintertime, uh, which for us is interior cleaning. A lot of people love interior detailing, uh, even in the winter. They don't see the value of washing their car in the wintertime because, they're, you know, there's de-icer and all this garbage all over the road. So they don't get to see the shiny effect of it. So a lot of times what I do is I'll throw in a free uh, wash and wax with an interior detail and that usually seals the deal in the winter time is just giving them that little bit of extra and by washing wax i don't mean a one-step polish i mean you're simply washing the car you might clay it down with some bead maker real quick or just slap some bead maker on it while it's wet and dry it off you know um and give them give them a little bit of protection a little bit of shine and that's how you you build the value and get and kind of lock in that that deal with them um getting their vehicle detailed you know i love it i absolutely love it and so let's talk about what have you gotten right in business so t t what do you think if you've got to look at self-evaluate yeah what, what do you what do you what do you what, what did you get right in the early days <laughs> i look back to my early days what did i get right i worked my ass off you know I, I i got that part right but you know what i wasn't near as smart as i could have been that's why you know all these guys you is we we, we, we really stressed that hey don't do it as i did right you know you know, I want you guys to be, you know, 10, 15 years ahead of anywhere I was, you know, coming up through the, the line. So what, it, what have you gotten right? Yeah. So I would agree with you hundred percent there is I just, I just had the mindset of work my ass off. Uh, I, I, I still have that mindset. It's hard for me to shut it off. I, I still, in my head, nobody will ever outwork me period. And I've had to learn to kind of turn that switch down a little bit over time. Uh, but my mentality is still there. Even, even in uh, jujitsu, uh, you name it, anything, man, if we're, if we're playing ping pong, my, my, my deal is to dominate. <laughs> You know what I mean? I just don't have a, I don't have that switch where I go, yeah, let's just have fun. Like if we're, if it's competition or, or it's something to me, I, I'm going for it. Um, so that's yeah. something I did get right. The other thing that I think I've always done really well is customer service. Like I've always made sure that my customer service was above and beyond. And I, and I really emphasize building an experience and developing a relationship with people and, and making them more than just somebody who's giving you money. Um, I, I love the fact that I have a lot of clients that are my friends. They stop into the shop. We talk stories about cars. You know, I go cruising with them on the weekends, things like that. And that's something that I think I got right really early in business is being a people person, you know? So let's talk about that. Was um, before I even go on to the next one. You've, um, you know, both of us are fire plugs. We're both built exactly the same height, same yeah, yeah, you know, everything. Uh, you've 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 done some amazing things. So you had a really, your back was you know you're going through jujitsu. You're a powerful guy, and then all of a sudden, not too long ago, your your back really gave out on you, and they want to go on to do major surgery. But right, you've trans right. you've tra you've completely transformed your body, mind, and soul. And so kind of explain the transition that you've gone through just in the last, you know, year or so. Yeah. Yeah. So about four years ago, um, I found out that I had two slip discs in my back. And so they went in and did, uh, like a quick same day, put the disc back in place type of surgery. Um, that lasted for about a year and with my lifestyle and, and as physical as I am on my body, the disc slipped again within a, within a year and a half. Um, so then the doctors recommend a complete fusion of my L4 uh, and L5 vertebrae, um, which terrified me. I did not want to have that surgery. Everybody that I know that has had that surgery is almost immobile. Um, they might as well just be, you know, 85 years old when they're 60. And I didn't want that. Um, and so I had to come to this place of how am I going to, how am I not going to let this happen? And 
doing homework and, and researching it and stuff, every, everybody told me you have to do a lot of core work and you have to eat right and you have to exercise and you'll, and you, you might not get rid of it, but you're at least going to improve it. And so over the last year, I've really been focusing on my mental health and my physical health, uh, to a point where I've lost, um, almost 48 pounds. Now, um, I'm at 185 pounds. My goal is to get to 180 and then I'll start putting on uh, muscle to get back to 190. Um, I wake up every single day. I, uh, at 5.00 AM I walk like before we got on this podcast, that's what I was just doing as I walk for 45 minutes. Um, I work out a second time during the day, um, whether that's CrossFit, swimming, uh, whatever it, whatever it takes to get another workout in for that day. Um, and I really emphasize my core work. Um, I, um, I really emphasize the mentality that I have now is just to get myself as healthy as possible. So not number one, I don't have to have surgery. And number two, I've realized over the last year, year and a half that the more that I take care of myself, the better that I'm able to help others and help my business, my, my wife, my relationships, all that stuff is much more powerful. Um, and that's all because I take the time out of my day to be a little bit selfish and, and make sure that mentally I'm ready for the day. Physically, I'm ready for the day. Emotionally, I'm ready for the day. Like when I'm walking, I'm not just walking for exercise in the mornings. I'm thinking in my brain, you know, so how can I get better today? How can I improve today? What can I do to help other people today? You know, and that's kind of uh, been a real mentality changing point is really focusing on everybody else and not just focusing on how much money I can make today. You know, and I made that mistake for a long time is just focusing on the cash. And it's, and it's not about the money. It's about the more that you can help others, the more money you make. And, and that's a promise that I would make to anybody is, is the more you focus on helping other people, the more successful you will be, period. Whether that's monetarily, business-wise, relationship-wise, anything like that. So, you know, you've, uh, speaking of, we're going to go off completely off topic a little bit. Not that we have topics. We don't, we don't really care. We'll just go, we just flow with it. Right. But you know, you've been able to build up a, a good small team locally, which is not easy to do in, in the, in the auto industry is to build up a, a, a strong team. Um, what's some, 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 uh, a lot of people when they go to hire, let's back up for a second. They, they go to hire and they think, what is the lowest price I can pay somebody to get them to help me? Yeah. Would you not agree? A lot of most entrepreneurs, don't you guys think? Even guys sitting here, there's a mentality, of, and I'm not talking at this table necessarily, yeah. but a lot of mentality. So, so what's your mentality on hiring, paying, keeping people, your environment, your core values, um, you know, your, your, your whole, your culture uh, and your shop? Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, absolutely. So I would 100% agree with you that in this industry, when you hire, when people, 90% of the employers in this industry, when they hire, they hire for the less expensive person because they think they're going to make money, right? Um, which I made the same mistake as well. Um, but these days, I, I don't even hire. Honestly, I recruit people. Um, so let's say, I'll give you an example. So here in Oregon, we're, allowed, uh, we're not allowed to pump our own gas. So they have these gas station attendants. Most of the time, they're 18 to 25-year-old kids, you know, that really haven't figured out what they want to do. So if I see a kid like that hustling around the gas station and he's, you know, he's running from pump to pump to pump to pump, and I see his work ethic, that's, that's a green light for me. So what I do is I'll have the kid, I'll talk to the kid and I'll say, hey, man, if you're looking for a good opportunity, come see me and I'll just hand him my business card. And nine times out of 10, they'll call me within a day or something. I'll have them come to the shop and, and uh, we'll talk. And if they fit my core values, which is another big key. So if they fit my, my core values personally, what I, the way that I run my business, then they're a good fit. If they don't, um, then I look, then, then I look other avenues. Um, but I hire, I hire based on hustle, enthusiasm, attitude, 
and, and, uh, and aptitude, you know? Um, and I, and I look for those in people cause I can teach, I can teach anybody detailing. That's not the issue. Um, what you can't teach people is integrity hustle. Um, you know, you can, you can push them all you want, but if they already have that naturally, then you're going to be much farther ahead. Um, and for, and for me, um, think about like one thing, one big thing I had to think about is think about the type of people that you attract when you pay 12 bucks an hour or 13 bucks an hour. They're usually not the, the cream of the crop, right? They're usually not the guys who have excelled at their fields. They're usually guys that have been through a hard spot and can't find a job somewhere else, something like that. So if you want to attract the better people with better integrity and ethics and values and stuff like that, you have to pay them what they're worth. Um, whether they have the experience or not. And so like, like, uh, usually what I look for, like I said, is I'm not even looking for experience in detailing. I can teach you that what I'm looking for is your attitude. Um, are you wanting to learn? Are you, are you eager to learn? Are you, are you, do you have the attitude of a successful person? Are you enthusiastic? Do you take initiative? You know, that's a big thing for me is guys that don't stand around when they don't have nothing to do. Like for me, it's, it's picking up that broom and cleaning the bathroom without being told it's grabbing, you know, it's when I have you dust off the office, it's picking up every item in the office and dusting underneath it and putting it back. Right. That shows me that you care. That shows me that you have integrity in what you want to do. Um, that sort of thing. And that's what I look for in employees. Um, and then when you work, when you work at my shop, every single morning I have a meeting with my guys and uh, we go over, we don't even talk a game plan, right? I just talk to them about life and, and we just have a little 10 minute powwow about um, different aspects of life, whether that's their relationships, their friendships, um, what's going on in their life. And, and I really make it about them because I want them to know that I truly care. I'm, I'm not just a guy who wants to write you a paycheck and expects, you know, 10 hours a day worth of work and go home and get out of my face. That's not me. I treat every single person that comes into my business like family, whether that's my customers, my employees, um, random people off the street when they, when they come into my business, they're all treated the same way. And I genuinely care about them. And I think that's a lot of what goes wrong, not only in this industry, but in a lot of businesses is employers try to just keep that distance of employee employer relationship. And I'm just here to give you a paycheck and I expect this X amount of work. Right. Um, you can't, you can't do that and be successful at it. You're not going to get those guys motivated to do what you need them to do on a daily basis without showing them that you care. Um, you know, some big things I do throughout the year is I, I do random stuff with my guys. Like for instance, last year, uh, at the end of the year, instead of having like a big end of the year, uh, dinner or celebration thing, cause I only have a five man crew. So not only did we go to dinner, but we also went to the slick cart track. Right. And they love that kind of thing because then they get to whoop the boss's ass at something, you know, and get to crash into me and all that kind of stuff. So it's really, it's really fun to cool. It's cool to watch and, and fun to do. Um, and then this year, uh, two weeks from now, we're all going rafting, uh, down on the Rogue river. And so I'll, I'll cover the whole deal. It's just our way to go bond and have fun and rafts, you know, and we'll flip each other over and make it a good time. And that's the kind of thing I look forward to is not focusing on detailing and not working and, and just talking to these guys about their lives and developing those relationships around a fire at night or on the middle of a raft in the rapid, you know, that sort of thing is what separates a good employer from a, from just an, a normal employer that writes your paycheck. Um, and, and that's been a big change for me. That's how I've managed to have the crew that I have and attract the type of young adults that I do have is, is my guys aren't the, aren't the, the, uh, the smartest guys in school and they're not the, you know, the, the sharpest guys in the shed, but they are damn hard workers. They have a lot of honor and integrity and they take a lot of pride in what they do. And, and uh, you can't, you can't beat that. That's just natural aptitude that, that comes with, uh, with certain people. And, and so once I developed that, or once they have that, then I can develop everything else. I can teach you to polish a car. I can teach you to clean an interior and all that stuff, but you got to want it, you know?
Well, and I think that, you know, the environment that you create for people is that first off, uh, I was just sharing this with one of my kids and I said, you know, uh, my kid was telling me, man, I mean, you're like, how did you get so driven? I mean, just how, how did it happen? I mean, you're, you just, you go at a level that just nobody does. And I said, no, you're wrong. There's a group of people that go above me and I, the Jockos of the world. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to, I'll call it the Navy SEALs first. Cause I do not like cold water. <laughs> I think I actually, this is kind of a, a, a thing I do every day. Diane doesn't understand it, but I take a shower when, when I get up in the shower, my last two, three minutes in the shower, it's to 100% cold. Oh, 100% wow. cold. Uh, and the reason why is that now I don't even, I don't even, I don't even move when I do it. Is I just go. If you're on me and we're in the, if, if we're on a search and rescue mission and we end up by a creek or a lake and we're up, we've been up there for a while and we're, we're stinking a little bit, I'm taking what's called a mountain bath. I'm getting in that creek butt naked and I'm taking a bath and everybody else is like, you're nuts. Um, but here's the deal that one percenters, those, those, those Navy SEALs, the Jockos of the world, the Delta guys, the difference between me and the rest of the world is the difference between them and me. Right. So like 1% of the population is going to be more hardcore than me. There's always going to be somebody more hardcore, but the two of us have got that same level of drive. And right. Maybe you're at that level. Maybe I'm, I, 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 could I be at that level of a Navy SEAL at this age? I don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and I like my heart where it's at. Does that make sense? But here's yeah. the deal. You got to remember, man, is that your drive for your business is not going to be dedication to your, your employees. There's nothing they're going to be. If you're dedicated to them, the best of the best is going to be dedicated to you. But never expect them to be you. Right. Don't expect your kids to be you. Don't, don't expect your spouse to be you. Don't expect so many times we take our expectations of ourselves and plant those on other people, be an inspiration to other people. And, 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 and don't, because a lot of people, when you have such massive drive in life is that they can learn from you, but when you force it on them, it's going to come back in a real bad way. Yeah. And, yeah. And you'll tend to scare them away as well. So you'll uh, you know, you'll kind of drive them to the point where they're like, I can't, I can't perform at this level constantly and you stress them out and then they walk. Um, and that's, that's a good balance that you kind of have to find as a, as a personal development is I can push myself all day long. I can outwork anybody. I can, uh, you know, I can outread anybody. I, I will just figure it out, you know, and I had to, I just have that in me. Um, and this is something I've had to learn over time is kind of like when to pull back on the throttle with the guys. Cause I can just go a hundred all the time. Um, but I've had to learn to balance it with them, you know? Uh, and, and that way they understand that, you know, Shane, Shane will lead the way and Shane's going to guide you. You know, I'm, I'm the captain of the ship and I get that so i gotta be going i gotta be going 100 there they have their roles and their responsibilities as long as they handle those roles and responsibilities then we don't have an issue you know hey, my, my two bosses in the military man i mean these are key guys these are these are guys that are you know they're they're, they're squared away right we'll come up in the morning man and i pop off a salute to them and the next thing they do you know is 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 they hug me yeah um those are the two leaders i've had to do that and i'll Man, there's unlimited things I'll do for them. They can call me right now and say, hey, Doyle, you're, you know, I need this by tonight, by, you know, by, by, by close of business tonight, by, the, by midnight, man. It's got to be done. And I'm going to get done with these guys, and I'm going to go in if it takes me hours, and I'm going to get it done because of the respect they show me, the love I feel, the caring, knowing that they've got my back, 
I'm going to go out of my way to have theirs. The one thing I always tell people to do, and you've done a real good job at this, is that think back to when you're – what's the average age of your employees? Probably in their 20s, right? Maybe in their 30s. When you're in your 20s, did you want to work 12 hours a day for another person? I didn't. No. I didn't mind working my hard. I'd work hard. But at some point, I didn't – I'd get over that 45, 46 hours, and I was kind of like, I got things to do, and I want to go to the gym, and, you know, I want to go do things on the weekend. You've got to be – got to work this environment. I always tell people in the workforce, listen, in season, during the busy season, we're going to work hard. But your pay is not going to be affected when we're not working so hard. So for maybe three months out of the year, we're going to have to really tough it out. And I'm going to be here with you. We might have to go six days a week, you know, two, three, four weeks in a, in a row, and then take a, long, a, a longer uh, three-day weekend, you know. But in the wintertime, we're going to relax. In the fall time, we're going to relax. In the early springtime, we're going to relax, and your pay is going to stay the same. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take and, and, and dip, dip you down. We're going to stay stable. So you can have a real good lifestyle. But during growth season, man, when farmers are when farmers are cultivating their crops, they're working hard to keep those crops going. That's right. Yeah. So what have you done? What have you you've done some 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 right things? What what what's kind of a couple of examples of some wrong things that you've gone down that you wish you would have your either mentality, actions, uh, just lack of knowledge, tribal knowledge that you followed that was bullshit knowledge. Yeah. So give us some examples. You mean as far as employees go? Nah, or, just in business oh. and life. Oh, gotcha. Whatever's in your uh, mind. Gotcha. So I think the biggest uh, mistake that I made was everybody talks about work-life balance, right? And so in your mind, you picture this 50-50 perfect balance of working eight hours a day, getting off at five, and you come home to your wife who's making dinner, and you guys spend the whole evening together. Well, as an entrepreneur, that's not how shit works, right? Um, the real balance in life is giving a hundred percent of the same effort that you do to your business into all other aspects. So in your, in your life, in your health, in your uh, mental health, in your relationship. Right. So as, so to me, the balance comes from putting in the same amount of effort, not a 50, 50 perfect time balance. And I think I made that mistake for a long time. And I had this picture in my brain of this perfect 50, 50 split and all this other kind of stuff. Whereas now I'm getting this, I've been developing this mentality of just giving a hundred percent effort into every every single aspect, um, of, of, uh, my life, uh, my fitness, my mental health, my relationships, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, that has been, uh, eye-opening for me as a person to, to realize, you know, that there is no perfect balance, that it comes from effort, that, that you get what you put into everything. And I've known that in business for a long time, but it took me a while for whatever reason to get that mentality in my mind. Uh, that's huge, man. And, and, you know, again, I, I like that mentality. You shared that with me last week. And that was something that really you implanted in me. And because it is on a day-to-day basis, like this week with these guys here, uh, yesterday and today are kind of lighter days for me because Diane's working with them. We worked, we hustled in the morning. We had a lot of fun. We learned a lot. We shared a lot. And then they were off with Diane. I get them back this afternoon uh, after we go through all this and everything else. And, and I just, I kind of, I kind of calmed down. I, you know, I went and did, took care of some other business. I, I did other things. I come in and check on them. I check with Diane. But it was a, it was calm. Tomorrow, Friday is not going to be calm. You yeah, know, it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be controlled chaos. You know, it's, it's. But I, I watch these guys' eyes go boink. You know, and it's like, oh yeah. You know, you get pumped up. And so I, I love that attitude because 
Joab, our good friend Joab, you look at how he does it, man. The dude hustles, man. Oh, just, just hustles, and then he's on vacation. Yeah. Then he hustles, and he's out camping. Then he hustles, and he's out deep sea fishing. Yeah. Guy's got it figured out, man. He's yeah. got such a great pattern. You yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm getting a lot better at it. I still, I still struggle with the taking time away aspect of it. Um, but I am getting better. Last week I was over at the Oregon coast for four days. I took four days off and just went and did my thing and had fun with my wife. We went swimming at the Smith river, uh, did all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, like I said, next week we're going rafting. So I'm getting better with time. And, and I, and I would encourage anybody out there that's, that's new at this and you're putting in a lot of time every day put that same amount of effort into your life too. Don't, don't wait until you're, you might, you know, when you're in your forties and, and uh, start living, live now and, and you'll be a lot more successful and you'll be a lot more uh, happy with all aspects of your life uh, than just being happy at one aspect of your life. Um, you know, and another thing I would say is if you got, um, if you got issues in your life, like with your wife uh, or with, um, you know, with your girlfriend or with your employees, those things need to be addressed. Don't let them bottle up and in, in, uh, in your mind because it's going to come out in one big ball of frustration. Get them off your chest, sit down and talk, um, figure that part of it out it, it, as fast as you can, because then you'll have the resolution quickly as versus balling it up and, and hiding it inside. I, I did this for years and now I have a pretty good understanding with my wife of where we stand as, as adults and in our relationship. And I have a pretty, I have a very good understanding with my employees of where the line is, you know, and I set the expectations for myself very, very high. And, uh, and I don't expect people to live up to those. And I don't, I don't, I don't put aspects or, expectations out there for other people. I have no expectations of somebody else. I only hold myself accountable. Um, and expectation wise, what I mean by that is I don't have expectations for my wife. I don't expect her to do things that she's not comfortable with. Um, but I do have, um, goals, you know, and, and she's in line with those goals and, and my employees are in line with those things. And, and it's not that I have an expectation. I just have a standard and you don't go below that standard or else we have to talk about it. Right. And we have to, we have to figure out a resolution from that, you know? So what do you like to do for fun, man? Let's change gears for a second. Uh, so I'm big into physical uh, fitness. Like I love hiking and walking. Um, I love uh, working out. I used to be big in jujitsu, but I, uh, I'm not able to do that anymore, unfortunately, with my back. Um, so the, these days I'm big into reading, man. I love, uh, I love reading um, books. I love, uh, you know, leadership books. I love uh, mentality books. Um, like right now I'm there's, I got four or five books right here uh, that I'm just kind of digging into. Um, I love, uh, self-improvement aspects. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, Andy Frasilla, John Paramore, uh, Jocko Willink, uh, a lot of, a lot of things like that. That's, that's fun to me is, is kind of figuring out, um, how I can get better, how, how I can get good at, at different aspects of my life and, and that sort of thing. Um, and I love, you know, swimming. I, I love physical stuff too. So. You know, it's amazing. You just hit on something is because, you know, today uh, uh, I read something it wasn't even in, in, it was just a, it was a, it was an entrepreneur group I belong to online. And I was reading these responses to a post and I called Chris up. I was really frustrated because, you know, years ago, if you got knowledge in something, you had to go dig for it. You had to go earn it. If you really wanted to learn something, you had to go. Now what happened is, is, is it's amazing. The internet's the best thing and the worst thing that's ever happened because people will take and go learn things but it's pretty shallow for most people. They don't go deep into it. They don't have to earn it too much. So they just go, they just go and they do a little bit of research. They'll 
they'll read Wikipedia and then they think they, you know, they're an expert on the topic. Yeah. And I found out that a lot of people are just really shallow in their knowledge based. Uh, you've dug deep. You just mentioned that right there is that you listen, you learn, uh, you're mentorable. You mean, meaning that you can get a, you can, you can get a mentor and you listen to them. Yeah. Um, you, you're coachable. You're, um, you're, you, 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 you go deep. You don't go shallow. And I think that probably 98% of business people, they're just playing office, man. I mean, to be, to be honest, you're, you, you, if you're a skill set and you're a, a plumber, um, you know, I mean, your skills are only going to take you so far. If, if you're a, a painter, your skills are only going to take you so far. Now, if you're going to work for somebody else, those skills could, could, could make you or break you. But the second you go over to entrepreneurship and business ownership, uh, those skill sets, I mean, you got to be badass at what you do, no doubt. But I'm to tell you what, you better be a damn good business person and you better not go shallow on shit. You better, you better go deep on learning stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, you're really, we, we talk all the time. We had a, a guest speaker come into uh, our main event at SEMA years ago. And he explained to us, he's a financial guy, Tom Shea, a good friend of ours. And he explained your best friend in business should be one person, your CPA. Absolutely. And, uh, how important is your your CPA and your finances, how, how closely do you monitor uh, all of that? Oh, so I get a, I get a weekly report um, and a daily report. And so uh, every single day, she's the one who figures out my run rate for me. Um, these days she does every single aspect of my finances from my personal bills to my professional bills, all of that uh, in, in between. And um, she develops my budgets. Uh, she does, she does everything. If she looks, she looks over the interest rates on my credit cards and, and whichever ones need to be paid off. She's like, look, we got to get this done. Got to get this done. Um, she has been inter instrumental in my success financially. Um, and in turn, so that financial success has led to different endeavors in my life. Right. So we've built, uh, my wife and I just bought a cabin that's been in her family, uh, down in, Cal in Northern California. Um, so we just bought that. Uh, I am looking into purchasing a, another property right now. Um, it's led to so many different endeavors that I've been able to go down just by keeping my finances in order and knowing my numbers, uh, to the T, you know, and, and that's huge is, is knowing your financial situation and being prepared ahead of time. So that like in times like this, or when the economy goes down, that you're a shark and not, not a guppy, right? You always, you always want to be that guy who's the great white shark and can be on, on the, on the prey for stuff, you know, like right now, um, there is a great time to, uh, take advantage of, certain situations where people are having to offload property, cars, planes, boats, things like that, because they're going broke. So they're trying to get money, right? So now you're able to purchase stuff at a discounted price. And if you have the money to do so, you're the shark. If you don't have the money to do so, you're the guppy. And, and I, to me, that's, that's the great white mentality is I always want to be that shark, the guy who's, who's the prey, who's the predator, not the prey, you know, and I always want to make sure that, that I'm financially set up so that no matter what happens, whether I have six months off because of a bad winter or the economy goes down or whatever happens, I don't have to stress about money. That's the, I think that's probably the number one thing in people's lives is, is their financial situation because they don't know it or they haven't prepared themselves, uh, 
for it and and they haven't saved up uh, that amount of money you know and that stress will get you every time and you'll and you'll panic and you'll do whatever you need to do to make a dollar for that day i'd rather be the guy who can stay calm and think my way through things and that way i don't have to lower my prices or i don't have to go get a second job or i don't have to do this or don't have to do that like when this COVID thing came out all these detailers panicked started going oh. broke in a week some of the some of the baddest detailers that i see online broke within a week and i'm just sitting there thinking to myself dude i could run out of work for six months and be set you know, what is your problem? You know, now, I, now, I know your financial situation. You're a liar, Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> you, could made, you could have made it a year or two. Yeah. And not been affected. Yeah. Yeah. It probably would have got to me after about six months though. I can't, I can't not panic after about six. Yeah. Yeah. But how cool is that, that, you know, you put yourself in a position in your family and, right. and everything else. So, um, you know, we also share another passion is dogs. Oh yeah. We're both, we're both dog guys. Yeah. So, yeah. I love watching that. I also watched last week is that you got you got pretty addicted to that beach life though, didn't you? The what? I did understand that. Life. Yeah, you were digging oh, the, beach. Yeah, the beach life. Yeah, I could get used to that, man, real quick. My wife's my wife is from there and I lived there uh, briefly. Um and I, I loved the sunny days, but I, but there was so much rain and gloom there that it was kind of depressing, honestly. And I just couldn't at that time I didn't have my own business and I didn't have um really a, a means to do it and and uh I just didn't think that that area would be sustainable or we would have stayed there. And um, so I chose to move over here to central Oregon where it's all sunshine and rainbows. Uh, I dig it. I dig it. So, Hey, uh, if you could give one piece of advice, one piece of advice to somebody, I don't care if they're, they're a veteran in business or if they're brand new uh, in business, I don't care if they're 18 year olds and 18 year old watching this or 78 years old, what would it be? Hmm. I, I would, um, I would say, learn, learn the business side of detailing before you become a business. Um, and learn your numbers, learn, learn as much as you can about what you want to get into, not just the detailing side of it. Um, the other thing I would, I would also encourage and, and tell you that is vitally important is take, taking care of yourself. You're, you have to put yourself number one and that sounds, um, selfish, but yeah by doing that, by putting yourself number one, you're able to help others so much better. Like I, I can't even emphasize to you enough. I've always had a passion for helping people. Um, and th this has been for 10 years, but in the last three years, I've probably amplified my ability to help others, not only physically, mentally, emotionally, all that kind of stuff, but um, you know, dramatically help people uh, to the point where I'm so passionate about it that I'll, I take phone calls at two o'clock in the morning. If somebody on the, you know, if somebody on the East coast is up at five and they're texting me and they need, they need a hand, I'm talking to them. Um, you know, I, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And it's because it's because I take care of myself physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I would say that should be your number one priority is, is, get into fitness, whether that's 45 minutes a day or two times a day, get into mental health, read, write, listen to podcasts, get your emotions out, get your feelings out. Um, a lot of times we as men tend to think we have to be these stoic, hard individuals. And that's not the case. And, and I made this mistake for a long time as well as not wanting to express myself and not wanting to show people my emotions and my feelings because I'm a man, right? I'm supposed to be this big bulky dude who doesn't take shit from people. Right. And I'm still that way, except now I express what I'm feeling right away. There is no, um, there is no holding back with me. Like if I'm frustrated with something, I'm going to tell you why I'm frustrated. I'm going to tell you what I believe the solution is. We're going to talk about it and we're going to, we're going to come to a conclusion. Um, and that has helped me dramatically is, is uh, getting those out of the way. Um, and then, um, 
on the, uh, on the, um, physical side of it, you know, just, just getting out and being, being on your own, like taking a walk for 45 minutes in the morning. That's some of the most enjoyable times that I have every single day is when I'm by myself, it's just me and Lila, my dog, and we're just walking down a trail and, and, uh, I get to clear my head. I get to get my frustrations out. Um, I get to motivate myself. I get to, um, talk myself into things instead of out of things. You know, I, I get to, I get to mentally get in that space to where I know I can be successful for that day. Um, and so that's what I would really emphasize is focus on yourself and, and how, and how better you can make yourself every single day. Like I always ask myself, what can I get better at today? What can I do better today than I did yesterday? You know, and that's really been a game changer for me is, is really focusing on improving myself physically, mentally, and emotionally. That's huge. So, Hey, before we, uh, before we hang it up, um, you know, I, I grew up tough and, 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 and there's a lot of people that grew up a lot tougher in tougher situations. Uh, a lot of people might think, you know, talking to you right now, this dude's on solid ground guys. I mean, he's on his track to be, you know, blue collar millionaire. He's really close. I mean, at his age, how old are you? Uh, 40. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're close, man. You're on the cusp right now and you're, it's going into high gear. You know, you're, it's going into high gear. So share a little bit about your background. You don't have to go deep, but sure. so people understand where you came from and the, and the, and the, that you didn't walk up a step stool, dude, to get yeah. where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So extension ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I grew up in the Bay area. Um, I've been a foster kid, uh, pretty much my entire youth. Um, I kind of just ran around the Bay area, um, honestly doing a lot of bad stuff, uh, just, just surviving because that's kind of what I knew. I didn't have, um, I didn't have parents that really, uh, rely to rely on. Um, and so I just kind of drifted from house to house from, from a friend's place to juvenile hall to foster homes to um, group homes things like that and um, along came this lady named Maria who's my foster mom and um, she came about because I used to date this girl when I was about 16 or 17 years old so I dated I dated her daughter and um, so the daughter was was smart though she realized how much of a knucklehead I was back then and, and got hip to it real quick and left me um, but Maria saw something in me and um, she always had told me you know Shane you're you're better than than what you are what you act and you, and you, you're going to do something special with your life and you need to realize that. And she never gave up on me and she never, um, she never belittled me. She treated me just like her kid from day one. Like she would smack me around. She would discipline me. Um, she would, she would talk to me just like I was one of her own. She, she's, uh, she's Latino. She would cuss me out in Spanish, just like she would her own kids, man. And I wouldn't even understand what she was saying, but I knew the point, you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> So yeah, she came into my life when I was about 16 or 17 and uh, she, all she did was encourage me and push me. And that's, that's kind of when the light bulb came on that I realized that somebody actually cared about me uh, for a long time as a, as a kid, I felt like I was on my own and I felt like I had no, nobody out there that even gave two shits about me. And so I, I had this, you know, mentality of who, if people don't care about me, why do I care about anybody else? And so she kind of instilled this, this love in me. Right. And as I got older, I, I still got in a little bit more trouble. Um, but I always had that instinct and, and, um, so then I got, uh, I just uh, randomly, um, fresh out of jail, got a job at a detail business and doing that, getting that one gig changed my whole life. Walking into that shop and getting that one job in Santa Rosa changed the whole course of my life. And without that, I wouldn't be where I am today. Without Maria, I definitely wouldn't be here. Um, and, and, uh, I can't thank her enough. Um, I, and, uh, I, I, people go down a lot of long, hard roads and don't, um, 
don't be a victim. That, that's what I would tell you. If you've been through anything in your life, which we all have, whether that's a situation like mine or a breakup with a girlfriend, don't get that victim mentality, man. You're not a victim. You are what you make yourself, period. And, Amen. Amen, yeah, man. And you need to dig deep. If, if you got to dig deeper, dig deeper. There is no, you know, for me, there is no giving up. There is no, um, you know, even if I went broke today, I would completely start over and I'd be back in the same spot within five years. I promise you that there is no, there is no mentality in me that says I'm done or I'm through or, or I can't take this anymore. I can always dig deeper. I can always do better. Um, I can always, I can always uh, help others, you know, and that to me would be success, you know. Uh, you know, I think, I think you hit on a couple things and those before the judges and haters come out, let me tell you, if you hang out with Shane for five minutes, you're going to, you'd never, unless he just shared his background, you'd never guess his background. Uh, the guys as stand up as he can be. You wouldn't have a hint that he ever had a struggle in his back in his, in, in his a skeleton in his closet. Uh, so before anybody, you know, sticks their stubby little freaking nose up in the air, yeah. uh, let me tell you, he's a class act and he's all about helping other people. And, and he loves dogs. So that's always a, that's always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good one for me. If you're not a dog lover, I don't know if we can be friends. No, me too, man. Yeah, if you don't like dogs, man, it's like, hey, something's wrong with you. Yeah, that's you a know, red because flag for sure. I always tell it, dogs spelled backwards, God, you know, so God loved them. Uh, hey, so how do people find you? Uh, how do they check you out? If they want to go friend you, uh, follow you, stalk you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so on Facebook, it's uh, Perfection Plus Auto Salon is my business page. Uh, Instagram, it's at Perfection Plus Auto Salon. Uh, my website, if you want to check me out there, is perfectionplus.biz. Uh, if you want to friend me personally, it's just my first and last name, Shane Mayfield. Uh, I'm, I ha you know, I'm pretty known in the, in the forums and stuff like that, so it shouldn't be hard to find me. Or just send me a PM if you guys want to talk. I'm always happy to help. Uh, like, like I've said, uh, I, I get a lot out of helping others. Um, and that's not just detailing, man. That's uh, anything you need help with. Uh, if I don't, if I can't answer the question or I can't give you some sound advice, I'm sure I can refer you to Rennie or, or somebody out there that's been there and done that, you know, and that's what it's all about is, is the relationships that we can develop and build each other up and, and help each other. Well, you're, this is not uh, all you're going to hear of this guy, man. He's on fire. I love being around him. Uh, you're going to see us do some uh, extended efforts uh, in the future and some business mentoring, coaching, and stuff like that. The guy's sharp. And uh, Buddy, as a friend, uh, ally, um, thanks for coming in, man. It's always a joy. So go make some money today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got to get down to the shop, get my guys all dialed. And thank you, guys. Uh, all you new guys, I can't wait to meet you in person and, and talk to you on the forum and stuff. I look forward to it. You guys make the best of today. Diane's going to kick your butt. Yep. All right, man. Hey, thanks, everybody. And, again, if, you, uh, if you've got any comments, comment below. Uh, we always really appreciate you sharing. And, uh, again, this is blue collar, dude. This is as blue collar as it gets. It's for those that are working with their hands and teaching their minds to make some money and to make a lifestyle. So take care, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, have a great day.